0: So just for just for you and the listeners, I created the show page and the name of this episode is a new morning in America, question mark. Or is it a new morning as in like you're mourning somebody who passed away? <laughs> because homophones, homophones can be <laughs> so confusing. Which morning is it? Is it morning or morning? Yeah. So, um... I have, <laughs> I, I'm literally speechless, and that's something that you really don't hear me say quite often. <laughs> Carol and I were supposed to go to sleep at a decent hour, and I think that we went to bed at around maybe 10 o'clock, and we promised each other we were going to shut off all <laughs> the cell phones and the iPad. And we were just gonna go to sleep, and whatever happens, happens. Okay, we were gonna wake up, we were gonna see the results, yep. and whatever the results were, and it was just like, just one more look, just one more look, just. One- <laughs> and, 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 and here we are, Carol, and I are Dude, with a calculator. This is what
1: rum is for.
0: <laughs> we actually, she had a cognac, I had a Grand yay. Thinking that that would take the edge off and let us go to sleep, it wasn't working. <laughs> we were like <laughs> wide, we were like wide awake until like uh, hey, an hour later. It's like we had the calculator on, and it's like, okay, if 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 Biden wins these states that have already turned blue, are they're like baby blue on the map? How many electoral college votes is that? And then, if Trump has all the ones that are pink that are going to turn red, how much is that? And it was just like they—they—and it got to the point where it's like they got to resolve this. They uh, by by first thing in the morning, we got to know who won this. We we got to know we Uh, we we have to we have to know, and and, apparently uh, not, and right
1: because we
0: don't. How did this happen? And let's just keep in mind, you and oh, I. come on. No, 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 no.
1: I, th- I could have sworn one of us predicted this.
0: Yeah.
1: I could have sworn at one point one of us said it's probably going to be a very close election. Right.
0: But it should not
1: have been. I mean, it's, un- it's an uncomfortable thing.
0: It's like one of those things I hate being right. No, I don't know. I mean well here's Yeah.
1: Well, I I struggle because if this turns into another fiasco like two thousand Right. You know, we don't need that. I think and I apologize and literally got out of bed like a minute and a half ago. Um this is one of those things where it's like both sides have worked themselves up into a frenzy where they could not accept the election results. Yeah. Both sides think the other side is, was getting ready to lie, cheat, steal the election and all of that. Um, that's not good. That's really, really not good that people got worked up that much about it. Um, I can only hope that when they do finally call the election, because as of right now they have no one's called it yet. So we can only really just hope that whenever they do call the election, the other candidate just accepts it and doesn't fight it for the sake of unity in the nation. Right. And I honestly, with these two idiots, I don't see that happening. I could see, actually, I could see both of them saying, just accepting whatever it is for the sake of unity. Right. But I could also see their advisors telling them not to. Oh, yeah. You know? It's just such a crapshoot. It really is. And it's, frankly, it's it's a little, well, more than a little. It's disappointing to me that in the run-up, people got so vehemently opposed to the other person, you know, I got into an argument with my, with my youngest last night and he's like, he leans left. Right. And I'm like, yeah, well, the one thing you can, that I like about this election is you honestly can't say that one candidate is a better person than the other. Right. like, how can you say that? And I'm so I outlined it. I'm like, well, you know, Biden's been accused of this. Bush has been or uh, Trump has been accused of that. And, you know, anything that you say about Biden or Biden, someone has also accused Trump of doing anything you say about Trump, someone has accused Biden of doing. That's how I say it. Right. Because it's true. He was like, oh, you just read the wrong kind of media. I'm like, do I, though? Or just do I do I read media, which disagrees with the media you read. You know, and I freely admit I'm biased. Oh yeah. I don't like Joe Biden. Oh yeah. I don't like his policies. I don't like where he, the direction he wants to take the country. Freely admitting that. But I'm also I th- hope or I think anyway uh, self-aware enough to realize that, yeah, there Joe Biden is not any better or worse than Trump is. Trump is just not a good person. Right. And neither is Biden. You know, it's, there, there really isn't anything that the right can say about Biden. The left can say about Trump that doesn't apply to Biden. Racism, check. Sexism, check. And narciss- narcissism, yes. Lying, yes. You know, I mean, Incompetence, yes. You can say that about both of them. Right. You know, if Trump's such a great businessman, how come he had to claim bankruptcy so many times? Oh, well, that's nice. If Joe Biden was, is, is so smart and competent, how come he has run for president like four times now, had to drop out each time due to things like um, the... Uh, Plagiarism, right? Which caused him to drop out of his first rate, his first run. You know, I mean, it's there's really nothing you can say that doesn't apply to both of these idiots. I don't think that's a good thing. Hopefully, everyone in the country is kind of collectively taking a look and going, "Yeah, we kind of fucked up on this one." I don't know how where we fucked up in the process, but we gotta fix that shit by next time. You know, hopefully. I don't think they are, but
0: I don't know. It shouldn't have been this close with everything that had happened in the past four years. With everything that, I mean, the day after Trump was elected president, the mainstream media and big tech went into overdrive to handicap his presidency. On MSNBC, CNN all the other news networks with the exception of Fox news. It's been 24 seven coverage of every scandal that had the, the name Trump on it. Everything. It was nonstop. Well, virtually I'm, I I know I'm talking about, I'm, I'm using hyperbole when I say this, but it was, it was nonstop Trump bashing since four years ago. And it, it was like, yeah. So for, I mean, there was so much negative press,
1: honestly, though, I mean,
0: I, and I understand that.
1: But again, we had two horrible candidates. Neither of these guys are worthy of the office to which they res- they aspire. Neither one for numerous reasons. And we all know it. There is no one out there who can look at themselves in the mirror and say with complete and total, unabashed honesty that, you know what? My candidate is a much better person than the other candidate. You can't say that. You can say I agree with my guy's policies more than the other, but you can't say they're a better person. And shouldn't that matter to some extent? I know in some ways it shouldn't, But in many ways, doesn't that matter? Don't you want the president to be a good person? Isn't that one of the things they've been haranguing us with about Trump? He's just not a good person. Yeah. And they're right. He isn't. But can you honestly say that Biden is any better?
0: I can't. And that's the thing that really honestly bothers me is that I remember when I was my son's age and my son voted. For the first time yesterday.
1: Oh, good for him.
0: He voted for the first time yesterday. And when kind I, when when I, choose from, when I, oh yeah, it makes me feel horrible that there was nobody on the ballot that he could get excited for. Yeah. It was, I think it was 32 years ago when I first voted for president. And during the primary, Joe Biden had to quit the race for lying and plagiarism. This guy should have been disqualified from running for any kind of public office after the lies that he's told, after the plagiarism where he stole other people's speeches and didn't give them credit. He should have been completely, totally shunned by the liberals and the Democrats for the racist things that he has said since 1980. 87 and 88, the horrible racist things that he said about his running mate before he became running mate, his running mate, Barack Obama, the crime bill that disproportionately put people of color behind bars for crimes that Hunter Biden is on camera for doing, the drug use, the smoke, the uh, uh, crack, uh, the drug abuse, smoking crack. And it, and it was like, Joe mm-hmm. Biden is not a good man. Joe Biden is not the liberal savior they thought he was. Joe Biden is a, honestly a real horrible human being. He's a despicable, horrible human being. If you're yeah. willing to do the search. I sent you a link to an article. I think it was back in 2015 about how Joe Biden has to stop being Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, no, I remember. I read it. And I I honestly agree with it. Joe Biden is still Joe Biden. And it's not cute. It's not, well, it's just Joe being Joe. It's It's despicable and disgusting and completely acceptable to all those on the left who, if it wasn't, or the parenthetical letter after his name would be calling, would have been calling for his head. There's, but the, the hypocrisy is not solely the realm of the left on this one.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Right? I mean, we know, we both know that Donald Trump is an ass. He likes molesting women. He's what was his what was his famous quote? Grab him by the pussy.
0: You can grab him by the pussy. Right. Right.
1: Right. You know, Joe Biden's accused of very very similar things. You know, very credibly, I might add. So you know, how is how is how is Joe Biden any better than Donald Trump? And in, in regards to that, well, he was never caught on tape saying it. Was that? Is that the way you tell yourself when you sleep it to go to sleep at night? Is that is that how you make yourself feel better for voting for a guy who you claim who has the very same record that you claim you despised about the other guy, the guy on the other side, because he never got caught doing it or saying it? We also simultaneously, you refuse to acknowledge what was being pointed out by people on the opposite side of the political aisle all throughout his term as vice president. There's no moral high horse in this election. There might be both the candidates are awful people. No. What what are they going to say? What is someone on the left or the right going to say? That doesn't also apply to their candidate.
0: I was talking about the third party candidate. I mean, you could actually look at somebody like Howie Hawkins. Who he didn't I I think that he didn't even get one point. I don't even think he got point zero zero one percent of the vote. I don't even think that other people knew that he was running until they saw his name on the ballot. Joe Jorgensen, I I don't think she got more than one percent of the vote.
1: Yeah, I think I that what surprises me is the, the lack of third-party support. I think Kanye West got more more votes than most third-party candidates. I think Joe Choral, but other than that, I think it was Kanye West.
0: By the way, just as an also another FYI, the internet is really freaking slow today because everybody is on their devices hitting refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh, trying to see if there's any other like new... Yeah. Well,
1: when I went to bed last night, the uh, the popular vote was breaking towards Trump, yeah. although the Electoral College was breaking towards Biden. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that if Biden won, Trump would win the popular vote. That way, there <laughs> I could go on Facebook and say, hey, all you lefties out there, how you feel about that Electoral College now?
0: Yeah. There were a couple of hours where yeah, it looked I mean, like so. Biden was going to win with the Electoral College.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just don't. It's going to be an interesting day.
0: See, and this is so exciting because I, I thought that we would just have so much to say on this topic. And what do you think is going to happen in the next four years? As a matter of fact, I mean, the description, <laughs> the description was Jason Cousineau and Eric Render King Fisk share their reaction to election night 2020 and their predictions for the next four years. And I think that the uncertainty is worse than anything else, Jay. But I, I, I can tell you, if yeah. if, well. if by any chance and it looks really grim right now for Joe Biden because if if Donald Trump wins all the states that are pink on this map as of right now as of this recording 850 851 November 4th 2020 Eastern Time East Eastern Standard Time all these pink states on the map yeah. if Trump wins all the pink states if they all go Red Trump's going to okay, win. What,
1: what map are you looking at? Because I don't see any pink um
0: Sweet Jesus! I was I was actually if you go to Google and then you just type in election results, that's the one that Carol and I were looking at all night. Just election results. The way that we did the math. Hey, okay,
1: you on Google or are you on?
0: uh yeah, we just
1: did are Google. Google or are you on DuckDuckGo?
0: Google. Oh. Uh-huh. I know. Shame on me. Yeah. There, there are the f- Democrats
1: are expected to win the house, so that's not surprising.
0: No, it. that. That's according to Politico. All right, we, we have to go to the dark side here. Yep.
1: Okay, so yeah, if Trump wins Michigan, if Trump wins Michigan, Pennsylvania. North Carolina and Georgia, then he wins the election,
0: right? With 290 electoral votes at my last calculation.
1: Yeah, but he has to win. See, Trump is behind by enough. According to real clear politics, it's 227 Harris, Biden, Harris, uh, 214 Trump Pence, right? For whatever reason, Google has Trump at 213 and Biden at 238, but we all know that Google is the bastion of honesty
0: oh, absolutely. and
1: non-partisanship.
0: Oh, and absolutely. So
1: you know, they, they wouldn't have any reason to want to give Biden, what, eight more, no, 11 more, 11 more electoral college votes and Trump take one away from Trump. They wouldn't have any reason of doing that. Does that even mathematically make sense?
0: I don't know. I mean Wisconsin you know, I
1: prefer real clear politics obviously because I'm right leaning. Right. I can't believe Utah went 58-38 Biden Trump. Yeah. 58 Trump, 38 Joe Biden. I thought we were more red than that. But then again, the Salt Lake
0: Valley has been go- leaning consistently left for a while, so. But it should but with everything that we heard and all the pontificators, and all the pollsters, it was never supposed to be this close. On the Drudge Report, there were all of these... Yeah, but I didn't... There were all of these polls that said that Biden was going to win by a landslide. Yeah, but they said the same thing in 2016 about Hillary.
1: The one thing we know is we can't trust the polls. Scott Adams, the guy who created... um, uh, What's it... Uh, Dilbert, right? Yeah. He's grown consistently right politically as he's gotten older. Right. And he is actually on uh, the Ruben Report. Ruben Report has a uh, a website. They're kind of sort of competing with Facebook a little bit. And Scott Adams posted a poll he did of his fans, just asking them how many of you have lied to the poll, to the people doing the polls. And he said there was a shocking number of the respondents that did that, like in excess of 30%. Right. Which it's not a majority, but still, if he's right, if 30% of the people taking the polls have lied to the people taking the polls, that means those numbers skew by 30%. So just because Scott Adams himself is more conservative doesn't mean all of his fans are. No and the people who respond to that are there's some people on the right some people on the left.
0: I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've played games so with pollsters and how many times we get pollsters who call us and I give them some of the most ridiculous answers to see if I can get them to lie. I mean, there's a yeah. pollster out there who seems to believe that it's like I'm I'm a lesbian Eskimo with a doctorate degree in 16th century literature and it's amazing how it was just like they take your answers like oh okay it's like they don't even bother to say really really and i don't mean to disparage lesbian eskimos with doctoral degrees in 16th century literature but it was like i mean it's so easy to lie to these people and it's like they don't hang up on you when you give them these crazy answers
1: yeah right you know, they and do they have a way of saying after they've taken the poll? Do they have a way of saying um, this person was likely not being truthful? Do they have a way of saying that?
0: I don't know. But the thing is that it was just like so many people had said on their on their own podcasts, the other podcasts that I listened to. So many people had had said that this could be the end of pollsters this could be the end of the mainstream media looking to these people say hey make a prediction and paying them good money for it the polls that they had and they published aren't worth a damn it because according to all the pollsters as we had already said it was never supposed to be this close and i wonder between you and me and our listeners is the party leadership in the DNC looking at themselves and wondering if whether or not they should blame themselves for this. Because if you look at other if you look at other candidates that ran during the primary, there are other candidates that I think that could have done a much better job beating Trump. If there are other candidates I don't even I mean should I even throw out Tulsi Gabbard's name. Because if they didn't if they didn't play these games with her campaign and people actually were able to hear what she had to say. And if she wasn't censored by CNN and Google and, and, and if she wasn't shunned from the debate stage. And people were actually able to listen to what she actually believed in. And all of our, our conservative friends, so many people that I know that are Republicans had told me. Back in December and January and February. That they would have no problem voting for Tulsi in the general election and not vote for Trump. She had broad appeal. Right. If they didn't play these games and and, and if. Well, I I do wonder. Right. I, I personally feel that
1: we would not have Joe Biden as a Democrat candidate if they hadn't fucked with Tulsi Gabbard search results, if Google hadn't fucked with Tulsi Gabbard's search results, because that really railroaded and distracted her campaign. Right. And not just her campaign, but I think to some extent her as well.
0: Right. I mean, Hillary Hillary Clinton have
1: that kind of a standout performance. And
0: yeah, Hillary Clinton lied about her being a Russian asset. And, and there are some people who actually still believe that. And no one challenged her. And on. nobody challenged her on it. Well, few people challenged her on it on the left. Yep. What would have happened if Bernie Sanders was not handicapped and wasn't asked to drop out because they didn't want a contested convention? What if they had a contested convention? They actually fought for the nomination, meaning Bernie Sanders people. And if Bernie Sanders was allowed to be the party nominee this time, would it still be this close?
1: I don't know. It's possible. I mean, again, the only thing I keep thinking is if they hadn't if no one had fucked with the results, we would not have Joe Biden. Joe Biden would not be the candidate right now. It would have been someone else and changing the candidate of the democrat party changes everything one of the things that i'm having a hard time believing is that joe jorgensen only got 1.1 percent of the vote i'm really surprised by that I, i honestly thought we would see a lot more third party candidates getting votes i really did
0: are you saying that it's rigged um
1: no I'm saying it's suspect, you know, um, that doesn't mean that it is definitely rigged. It just means that it's suspicious to me.
0: Because I, I don't, I don't think that this is like the last election. I don't think this is like 2016 where people voted for Donald Trump and then said that they voted for Gary Johnson so that they don't have to answer to their angry family members. I think that people had actually looked at the election. Well, maybe after the fact. And maybe after the fact. I think that what people did was that they looked at um, Joe Biden and they s- would have ordinarily voted for Joe Jorgen said, I can't do this this time. I can't I can't do this. I can't allow Joe Biden to win because he is just so repulsive. I, I think that jo- Joe Biden. Well, I
1: mean, certainly something to that.
0: I think that people found Joe Biden's personality and his history so repulsive that they that they couldn't stomach doing a protest vote like some of us did. One of the things that I wanted to cover, and I was I was actually thinking about saving it for this week's main show. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if whether or not this is what this is going to do, if this is going to heal anything. Reuters or Reuters. Had a story that they were pushing really hard on Twitter on Monday, all of Monday and part of Tuesday, where they were talking about how can how can you heal the wounds within your family after this election? Because the the Trump Biden election has really ripped a lot of Reuters did that. Reuters did this election. How can you heal your family after this election cycle? Let me see if I can find it. It would help if I actually learned how to spell Reuters correctly. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's phonetic. R e u t e r s.
0: That was sarcasm. It's yeah. not phonetic. I, I I know. Why are we whispering? <laughs> But this this, this, one par- anyway. this one paragraph just hit me like a bucket of cold water. Democratic voter Rosanna, not even going to mispronounce her name, 49, said her brother disowned her after she refused to support Trump four years ago. Last year, her mother suffered a stroke, but her brother did not let her know when their mother died six months later. I mean, the rifts between families. Oh, it's
1: all the Trump people that are doing it.
0: Here we go. Here's the article.
1: Just out of curiosity, do they have any examples of people on the left doing it?
0: There's, there's, two, there's two articles here. This, this one from two days ago. You are no longer my mother. A divided America will struggle to heal after Trump era. Lifelong Democrat Myra Gomez told her 21-year-old son five months ago that she was voting for Donald Trump in Tuesday's presidential election. He cut her off, cut her out of his life. He specifically told me, you are no longer my mother because you are voting for Trump, Gomez, 41, a professional care worker in Milwaukee, told Reuters. Their last conversation was so bitter that she's not even sure that they can reconcile, even if Trump loses his reelection bid. The damage is done. In people's minds, Trump is a monster. It's sad. There are people not talking to me anymore. And I'm not sure that will change, said Gomez, who is a fan of Trump's crackdown on illegal immigrants and the handling of the economy. And then it goes on to say that it's like they talked to 10 other voters. In interviews with 10 other voters, five Trump supporters and five backing Democrat candidate Joe Biden Few could see the wrecked personal relationships caused by Trump's tenure finally fully healing and most believed them destroyed forever. Like five or 10 years from now, are you no longer going to talk to a family member because they voted for Trump? Seriously, are you going to not talk to a family well, member? No, five or but 10 I'm
1: not going to.
0: Go ahead. I'm Jeff. not going
1: to. I'm not going to alienate any of my family members because of something as temporary and stupid as politics either. Right. You know, and it's like you had people like Don Lemon, for example, who were out there saying that, you know, you got to cut these people out of your life. I've, I've cut them out of my life. I've lost friends because I can't, you know, I can't have horrible people like that in my life. It's like, OK. So you've known these people for years. Right. They were OK. They were horrible people all of this entire time and you were tolerating them. But since they were horrible people and they like Trump, now you can't tolerate them. Or they were good people this entire time, but just because they support Trump now means they're horrible people. Neither one of those makes any sense whatsoever. They're either good people who like Trump or they're not. Or there are bad people who like Trump or they're not. They're either good or bad and their voting for Trump is incidental to that. It's not causal. It drives me fucking nuts. It's that whole stupid, you know, they're uh, if, if Trump voters are all racist and, and stuff like that. No, majority of Trump voters are just normal fucking people trying to get through their lives with whom and they may probably disagree with you if you are a a Biden supporter. Doesn't mean just because they vote for Trump does not mean they're racist. I don't think people on the Democrat Party are racist unless i see personal examples for them of being racist you know and there are people on the right who accuse all democrats of being racist because of affirmative action right well their motivation isn't to they're not driven by hatred of race however the racial identity politics is suspect to me but i don't think they're racist you know what i mean I think they just can't get past race. You know, they, they're, they're so hung up on it that they can't say in their heart of hearts, they can't say, OK, well, I judge people solely on the content of their character. And because they can't say it about themselves, they don't believe anyone else does it either. You know, but you could say the same thing about other superficial things. How many times do we judge people based on their looks of attractiveness? A stupid person who's attractive can get away with a lot more than a stupid person who isn't. Oh yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that are very superficial that we judge people on that are no control of theirs. And it's because we as humans are the way we are. Can we get past it? Yeah. But you've got to acknowledge you're doing it first.
0: Because the thing is, is that I have family members who will never talk to me again for different reasons that has nothing to do with politics. I mean, how do you explain to <laughs> h- how do you explain to Kyle's family? Well, Haley's uncle has a podcast where he talks about conspiracy theories and little green men, and he has some wonky thoughts and things like that. I, you know, you're just going to totally con- you're just going to skip that conversation, I guess. You know, and it was just like, and, and and I will tell you something from my own personal experience: it hurts like a bastard. I mean, for more than 30 years, I found yeah. out about family gatherings and family parties that happened after the fact that Carol and I weren't allowed to go to and my boys weren't allowed to go to. But holy shit, if they need money or if they need an extra set of hands because somebody was evicted from her apartment again, holy shit, who are they going to call? You know, and it was just like it, right. but it's but and I see, can. That's t-
1: the part. That's the part of it that really bothers me.
0: But none of that had anything to do with Trump or Biden. Go ahead. None of that had anything to do with Trump or Biden. Right. There certainly is a lag in the system today, isn't there? Because of everybody just clicking refresh, and in, I, I don't, I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know if this country is going to heal, Jay. I honestly don't know if neighbors are ever going to be decent to each other. Like a uh, perfect example here in Range, New Hampshire. You have two people who live on opposite sides of the street, literally. One person has a giant um, Veterans for Trump sign, and the other person has a giant uh, Biden-Harris sign. And I wonder if those people are ever going to reconcile and connect and, and have a couple of beers over the barbecue. I don't know if that could ever happen. And, after watching, and you know,
1: when we were kids, I don't remember that being a big deal. Am, am I wrong in that? Am I misremembering that? But I remember, I remember people coming over to my parents' house, my parents' friends coming over to my parents' house, and they getting into discussions about politics. And my parents disagree with each other about politics, so that may color all of this as well. But right. I remember politics being brought up. They disagreeing on numerous things, but still Being friends, still laughing and talking with each other. That's the America that I grew up in.
0: I just don't see how this could possibly get better, as it were. I just cannot see how, after all the nasty things that people have said to each other over this election, how can you get over that? And on top of that, And we have, well,
1: first of all, I think, go ahead.
0: No, um, we have this COVID epidemic. And the thing is, is that the time for people to really sort of come together would have been or should have been Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is canceled because of COVID. And Thanksgiving is probably going to be canceled because. Is it? people be on, on two different sides of the aisle can't come together. I'm, I, I guess. Am, am am I do, am I being too pessimistic?
1: Well, I think you might possibly be, but I don't know for sure. I know, I know that we have our problems, you know, politically in this country. And in my opinion, and this is based on memory. So it, may not be 100 accurate but in my opinion we used to be able to disagree with each other politically and be friends and now for whatever reason that seems to be an unacceptable thing you can't be friends with them because they voted for trump or you can't be friends with them because they voted for biden or they're one of those horrible Republicans or they're one of those horrible Democrats.
0: When did we get so shallow as a country? Have you seen the documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma? I have not. It is an amazing documentary of that has people who literally used to work for Facebook and Twitter and Google and Pinterest and talking about how the algorithms are written in such a way that people are kept on social media because of the controversy and because of the drama. And that if you're conservative, your suggestions will lean you more and more and more and more towards the more conservative groups. The longer that you're on, if you're a conservative and you're on Facebook or Twitter, the longer that you're there, the more radical and more polarizing the groups and the friend suggestions yeah. will become. Oh, no, I'm still here. I can hear you fine. What were we saying? Well, I was telling you about how um, there was a, there is this documentary on Netflix that documents how social media uses sociology and psychology to keep you engaged on social media by making you more radicalized and that the longer that you're on social media like Twitter and Facebook and the more that they have an idea of who and what you are and how you identify yourself, the more that they will send links to you to other groups that are more radical than the last suggested group or Facebook, suggest, Facebook friend suggestion, and that this is what's causing so much polarization in the country. I don't think that we would be this polarized if it wasn't for social media. One of the uh, articles that I'm linking to from November 9th, 2016, after your last election, go to hell, a divided America struggles to deal after an ugly election. And it's gotten to the point now, thanks to social media, radicalizing all of us. And if you're conservative, you're more conservative now than you were four years ago, thanks to social media and everything that's happened on social media and the way that people are being triggered and all the and all the and all the censorship and the games that they play um, and all the news reports about how biased it is is making conservatives more radically conservative and it's doing the same thing with liberals. If you were a moderate liberal 4 years ago, chances are you're a more radicalized liberal now. Because the way that that they tailor make all of the suggestions specifically for you on social media, especially Facebook and Twitter, The division between left and right has never been this bad since perhaps maybe the Civil War or at least the civil unrest during the 60s. And I and I wonder if whether or not it's social media that is fueling the angst and the division here in the United States, because I because if you go on social media and you check out all of your groups, like all, if you're conservative and you're reading everything that everybody is saying in the, your conservative groups, that's an echo chamber. That's an that, that's a bubble that you live in. And if you're a liberal and you go on all your liberal groups and they, and, yes. and they recon, they, it's, it's like confirmation bias is the best way to describe it. Uh, yes. I, I, if, if there is going to be a civil war here in the United States, I think that, historians are going to look back and say that it, it social media played a huge part in triggering it. What say you, Jay? Yeah,
1: I, I would agree with that. I, I would... I would love to see a study being conducted by people on what role media and in general and social media in particular have had on the way... We relate to each other in this country, right? For example, I don't think the civil unrest that we have right now with the riots and everything, I don't think we would have those if it wasn't for media, the, the mainstream media basically portraying our police as literally going out and hunting black people, looking for black people to kill. That is a perception that people have that the numbers don't bear out, right? Every black person who was shot by the police, shot and killed by the police, every single one in the United States has been a national story. Every single one for the past three years has been a national story. The assumption people have when they look at the news is if, well, they're talking about this. There's got to be four or five more that we don't know about. But statistically speaking... Every single black person, every single black man that has been shot by the police has become a national news story. And you have to contrast the FBI crime statistics with the, the news media and kind of do a lot of research in order to get to that. I'd love to see someone who I'm not a statistician. I would love to see someone who is take a look at it and it, show whether that's true or not. It's another is re- that we. Definitely be contributing,
0: yeah. It's another reason why I need to sit down and I need to watch this documentary, The Social Dilemma, on Netflix, again, and take notes. And we should, like, literally re-examine it through the perspective in the eyes of this election and ask ourselves, how much did social media play and how this election turned out and the and, and the remaining angst and i could tell you something people that i loved and admired and looked up, uh, that i looked up to for literally decades authors of books that i adored that i read in in the 1980s and 1990s i i had to like unfollow them because of all of this rhetoric and it's like, and I'm not even a, I'm not even a diehard Trump supporter. I'm not, I'm not a Trump supporter Right. and I can't stand the way that, the way that they talk about Trump and Trump supporters. It's got, and it's the right. same thing. People that I love and admire who are Trump supporters and just some of the nasty, vile things that they say about people who vote for the democratic party, whoever it is. The vi- I've had to unfollow them I must have unfollowed at least 20 or 30 people in the past two months I've, I'm still Facebook friends with them but they don't show up on my feed anymore now that, I fo- uh, that I've unfollowed them on Facebook on Twitter it's the exact opposite you click on, fi- on f- unfollow right. those people are dead to you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way that you can actually find them <laughs> if you bookmark them and go back and see what they read yeah but I think that the division in this country in, that
1: in and of itself, it's almost cult-like.
0: What's that, buddy? It's
1: almost cult Like, isn't it? The, no, it the, is. it's almost called like the way social media really treats us. You know what I mean? It's like, we're not allowed to have a, di- a diverse group of friends. You have to be almost like cut off from certain people in your life. Like look at Facebook. How many times do people in Facebook, People people complain about Facebook. Me personally, one of the things that pisses me off about Facebook is I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 600 friends. Why the fuck out of 600 friends am I having people who I'm not friends with showing up on my goddamn feed?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: We I mean, We think you'll like this person. Oh, that's nice. I'm sorry. Did I sign up for Facebook dating? Because I don't remember doing that. You know, it, it's Facebook isn't there. They're so interested in having people have as many connections as possible that they're trying to force those connections. It's like, how about, here's a thought. Yeah, pick one of the people I am friends with and just show me what shows up on their feed. How about you do that? Because I know there's a lot of my friends that are not showing up on my feed and it annoys the shit out of me when I see people who I'm not friends with showing up on my feed. So,
0: yeah. And here we are, or at least here I am, the biggest hypocrite who uses Facebook and Twitter to promote the podcast.
1: Well, I don't think that's hypocrisy. I think in the interest of promoting the the podcast, you have to. How are you going to get people to listen if you're not advertising? Because no one else is going to advertise this. No. And the best way to do that for us without spending a shit ton of money is social media. Yeah. I don't think it's hypocrisy. I think it's the that drives that, you know, so,
0: yeah. I wonder if there is any chance or any possibility to try and reconnect with some of these friends and see if whether or not we can make a conscious effort to sort of heal this divide. And I wonder if, un- Yeah, but
1: my worry is. My worry is, is that going to be a one-sided desire? Because if it is, then they're going to say, all you have to do is say you didn't vote for Trump. You got to admit that Trump is, you got to admit that people who vote for Trump tend to be, if they start playing that game, then I'm like, okay, you know what? You're so divided that you don't want to repair the friendship. So why should I make an effort?
0: Yeah, and that's sad.
1: You know, and when she says something like, you know what I mean? Because I've run into that. Well, you got to admit this about trump okay nice but you have to admit this, this about biden well you're only seeing that in okay so you're not interested in renewing the friendship you Me- know what i mean message you're not re- interested in healing this divide that is yeah,
0: between m- us message received loud and clear that it, it has to be a two-way street jay right it has to be two, it has to. two people coming together in the middle and one of, the, one, of the, one of the things that I've also noticed is that if I concede one point with somebody, that means that that's an invitation for them for me to concede other points. And I'm not, I'm, I won't do that. And I can And I can tell you.
1: Well, that's just it.
0: In my heart of hearts, I know this candidate is and was a scumbag. And all of the things that you can say about one candidate, you can say about the other candidate. And that there is nepotism. There were violations of the Mulliuments Clause. There were pay-to-play deals. And we're and I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom here's of the thing. this. Yeah. Here, here's the problem with that, though.
1: Nominally, you and I, because we're right wing, are, worse, right. And because of that, if we're willing to give an inch, that means they think they can take more than that. Right. So what I usually do is if they say, well, you have to admit Trump is whatever. I give that condition. I will admit that if you admit this about your guy. Right. Because you're not listening to me when I say Trump's not my guy. So clearly you're not paying that close attention. However, I would be willing for the interest of our friendship. I would be willing to admit that even though I don't support him, he is problematic. If you're willing to submit And agree with the fact that your guy is also problematic, you know, and if they're not, and I got to be honest, it's been my experience there has been quite a few people, not everyone, thank God. But there's been quite a few people who don't realize their hypocrisy. No, they don't realize that they're unwilling to admit there's anything wrong with their guy at all. And they they pass it off as, well, you're just listening to the wrong media. They'll never phrase it that way, but that's what they're saying. Right. You're not listening to the correct media because you're getting from only right-wing sources, to which I say, okay, you're getting a lot of what you believe about Trump from purely left-wing sources. Oh, no, I'm not. Just because you agree with them doesn't mean they have a bias. They don't have a bias. It means you have the same bias they do.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: And if someone on the left says that Fox is conservative, I am inclined to believe that they have a conservative bias because I know I'm conservative, and I agree with a lot of the things I see on Fox News. Ergo, they must have a bias. So if you are on the left, even if you think you're a moderate, and you find yourself agreeing wholeheartedly with what's said on MSNBC, on ABC, on CBS, then you probably are left-wing and don't realize it. you are not a moderate. You know, and then people always pull out that old song. Well, you know, on the international scale even the left wing people in the united states are pretty pretty far to the right i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck i really really don't care because when you look out at the rest of the world there are dictatorships there are people still in slavery there's a lot of other shit going on in the rest of the world that either is not going on here or is going on to a much lesser degree here there's a lot of shit that's going on here that's going on nowhere else in the world There's a lot of shit that's going on here that is not going on to the same degree in the rest of the world. I understand that and I agree with that. But what that tells us is the United States is not like Europe. The United States is not like Africa. The United States is not like China or any of the countries in the Asia Pacific. You know what? I knew that because when I looked on a map, I saw that they're not in the same places. And when I remember my history that I learned in high school, and the much better understanding of history I've gained since then, I realize we don't have the same history. We don't have the same culture. So naturally it follows that we're going to have different priorities. We're going to have different issues. We're going to have, it's going to be different the way we think of things by dint of the fact that we're different cultures. So don't tell me this other culture looks at us differently. Cause I know they do. Right. I want to know how we are going to repair ourselves because I don't give a fuck about how Europe thinks we should do it. I really don't. I don't take parenting tips from people I think are horrible parents. Why would I take pol- political tip from people whose politics I disagree with?
0: Uh, that is an honest question <laughs> because I remember when we were uh, new parents, and we get some of the worst advice from people who turned out to be horrible parents. If you have three kids and they haven't talked to mm. you in years, and when you do talk to them, they're you're, you're a horrible parent. You've uh, done something wrong. I, and I have, I have a newfound respect for my son now that he is um, 18 years old and he has decisions that are all his own. And that he is making up his own mind. And we can have an actual real discussion. You know, and he just doesn't he he doesn't parrot things back to me, you know, and he doesn't say things that he knows it'll just make me happy. I think he's Yeah, just, and that's kind of uh, kind of a mixed bag, isn't it? Especially it when really they disagree is. with you. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for disagreeing with me, but why do you disagree with me? <laughs> I've always pushed my children whenever they've disagreed with me. I've always pushed them. Why do you disagree? Right. I don't want to just hear rhetoric. I want to hear your reasoning as to why you disagree with
0: me. Don't give me the and emotional answer. I've always
1: pushed answer. my kids on- Exactly. I don't, I don't want to hear what you heard in class. I don't want to hear what your professor said. I don't want to hear what your teacher said. I want to hear why, what research have you personally done on this topic? What, how did that form your opinion on this? And why do you think the other side is wrong? I don't care if they agree with me. I care if they are are not just following the crowd, you know? Yeah.
0: It's tough, Jay. It is honestly it, tough. And it, I think that what we're probably going to have to do, just for our own self-preservation, um, unless there is something, like, really dramatic that's going to happen within the next couple of weeks, I think that we need to sort of, like, get back to our original passion... And get back to, um, getting back paranormal. to yeah, get back to the paranormal. I know that Melissa has said on several occasions she can't wait for us to do paranormal episodes again, and just paranormal episodes, whole episodes that's just paranormal stuff. Reached out to a couple of authors hoping that we can get them on the podcast mm-hmm. and interview them about this. Their, and I and I reached out to Ryan Skinner to ask him if if we can meet up with him in Vegas if we actually make it to the convention next year. And it was just like, I think, I, honestly, I think people are done. I think that they're tapped out. Yeah. I I think that this is, this is the end of this issue. I think this is the end. I mean, whoever wins, there has to be a point where we just got to get over it and get on with it. Be vigilant. Don't go back to sleep. You know, um... Stay involved and stay informed in politics, but don't let it fr- take over your life and ruin your relationships. I, and, I, and I know that that's hard to do. I know that it's next to impossible, especially with the rhetoric and, and, and the emotions ratcheted up all the way up to 11, thanks to social media. But I think that it's like we have to like move on and change the topic for our own sanity. Yeah. And see what happens.
1: And I, I honestly hope we can heal as a nation. I really do. I mean, I don't – social media is – the companies of social media are geared and wired towards keeping that divide because it keeps their their numbers up. The more divided we are, the more likely we're going to be clicking on various stories and whatnot So it's in their interest to divide us. Right. Out of purely selfish reasons, by the way, I'm not saying that, you know, they want the country divided. No, they want to get a number of clicks. And the way, the best way they've found to get a number of clicks is to pit side A against side B. That doesn't mean that I think they hate the country. It doesn't mean that they're evil. It means that this is the solution they've come up with And I think it's a bad one. There are consequences to it that they are never going to own up to. They're always going to deny. And I think personally that that's a shame. They should be able to acknowledge their role in the divisiveness within this country. I don't think they ever will, though. I just don't think that that's ever going to happen. They're never going to never going to admit that, you know, hey, these riots, especially the, especially the riots, the riots I'm laying fully at the ground of the news media, they've ratcheted up the tensions to such a level that people are pissed off. There are people, and I know because I had a very intense conversation with one of them last night, who firmly believe that the police indiscriminately go out and shoot black people. If a black person is driving, They get aggressive with them, they piss them off, and they literally are pushing them to the point where there will be a confrontation so they have an excuse to shoot them. That is literally what some people believe. There's a a lot of people out there who believe the police are not trained at all in de-escalation. No. And I got so annoyed with the conversation that I was sitting down, the person was standing up, and they were a good seven feet from me. And I leapt up off my chair and ran over to them and grabbed them by the throat. I said, "How come you didn't de-escalate me?" And the look on their face—I mean, I would, it took me less than a, less than a second to cover that distance, and I'm fat, old, and out of shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what they don't understand is, and they, of course, said, well, you have to deescalate before that. I'm like, yeah, but they don't always have that time. They're like, yeah, but that's a vast minority of cases, as is the case where police are shooting a black person at a traffic stop. That's the vast minority of cases where that happens. The vast majority of cases goes by with no violence on any side most people it doesn't matter if you're black you're white you're hispanic you're asian some mix thereof most people when they get pulled over by the police do not get shot there's no violent confrontation because there's no need for it whenever there's violence is there's a catalyst for it and it is not hundred percent on the fault of the police neither is it hundred percent on the fault of the other people that that are not the police
0: i can't help but wonder jay like what's going to happen what's going to happen next and what can we do to stop whatever bad thing is going to happen i think that the only thing that could really save us right now is some earth shattering event like what happened to the asteroid that was supposed to strike the planet two days ago what happened to that i was really looking forward to that (laughs) We could really use a, a Yellowstone Park caldera dust off. Like not a full-blown explosion, just just a little just something just to wake us up. Because and I, I and I wanted to end this. I want to end this topic just for a minute talking about Sean Connery. And also talk about something that Joseph Darlington said on his podcast being James Bond. It's moments like when Sean Connery passes away, or when any really big, huge icon passes away, or even a family member, when you really start to think about your own mortality, and you start thinking about what's really important. And my relationship to you and this podcast is really super important to me. My relationship with my wife and my kids are really important to me. The friendships that I have with people, even on the other side of the aisle, are really important to me. I ju- I'm at the point where I think that I should just let go of the politics for a while and just just let it go. Because life is really too short. I'm 51. Sean Connery was probably, I, I don't, let's see, I mean, do the math. If he died at he 90. 90. He was 90.
1: So he was 41 years older than we are.
0: Yeah. If I live to be the same age as Sean Connery, my life is more than half over. Do I really want to waste the next couple of, uh, of, of days or months or years of my life wringing my hands and crying about who won or who lost the election? I know what's really important to a lot of people. And I know that people think that their lives hang in the balance depending on 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 who's in office and i don't want to get into the crazy conspiracy theories but the thing is, is that it's the oligarchs who are really in charge and the president is really nothing more than a figurehead and he's going to do what his his bosses tell him to do the corporatists who really run the country well, are going to tell him what to do so it's really not important for me anyway to lose any more sleep over this election and I think we should start moving on to like the kind of topics that people loved us talking about and it was also and, and thanks to and and for a major part of this it's it's like it's the death of my dad it's the death of people like Roger Moore and Sean Connery it's 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 engaging with people online and and I'm happiest when I'm not talking about politics jay I've noticed that yeah. about myself and if, I, and if I convince you to come to my side and agree that my guy is better than your guy, my asshole is a better asshole than your asshole, what do I win? What Do I win a prize? Right. Exactly. If, if I get you to concede my political point, do I win a prize? And if I lose, what do I lose? What's the cost? What's the price? It's not worth it. So I guess I can say to our, our our listeners uh look forward to more um more book author interviews.
1: <laughs> and the the podcast one-on-ones. I miss those.
0: I do miss the podcast one-on-ones. The the true crime one-on-one.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I miss doing those. I need to do I do I need to do more of those. So, um we're still waiting to hear back about Alan's test and, and, uh, and see if, uh, you know, see if our lives are going to go back, uh, back to normal. Um, that's the other thing. COVID has really made me realize how fragile life is and how you can just go like that. And I know that the survival rate of COVID is really high, but no. The thing is, is that, I mean, good friends that I've known um, for a long time have gotten sick from this. And I don't know if they will ever fully recover. Life is too short. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to make another cup of coffee here. And um, uh, I'm going to kiss my wife and uh, get, th- get some things done um, around the house before she um, rips off my head and shits down my neck.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, one more we'll thing. talk to you soon, my friend.
0: One more thing. I just wanted to yep. let everybody know. I am the one who voted for Carol Fisk for sheriff here in this town. I'm the one who voted for her because the thing is is that if if my wife can keep the 3 of us in line with just a firm word and a stern look, imagine what she could do to the entire county with a badge and a gun.
1: <laughs> is she a good shot?
0: Yeah, she's I think she's a better shot than I am. Ah, okay. Yeah. We need to test. I haven't
1: seen you shoot. One thing we haven't done together yet. So when you you come out, we're going to
0: have to go shoot you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am going to talk to you later. Shooting and axe throwing. Shooting and axe throwing. All right. All right, pal. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Thor Chronicles by visiting our website. TheFedoraChronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address FedoraChronicle at Google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we'll read your comments on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing. And for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice terms and conditions apply thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing you can also support the show and show off your incredible impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com store slash chronicles the theme songs for the show are royal flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Musique. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and the fedora's on.